Welcome back. Lots of announcements today from Minister Lecce. One of them was introducing sex trafficking education in the schools by the beginning of the year. So they want to try to get as many people vaccinated. And when kids go back to school, they had another element to offer today. Sex trafficking. Um, They've released this new policy that says it's going to help the education boards build their anti-trafficking strategies and they have to raise awareness. Now, all of that sounds so procedural, but the fact that they're doing this is a very big step. Joining us as we analyze the announcement today is Julie Neubauer, Manager of Anti-Human Trafficking Services. Welcome, Julie. Thank you for being here. Glad to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Were you surprised by the announcement today? The fact that it happened today, uh, it, it was a bit of a, of a surprise. However, uh, we'd been involved in the, the working group uh, for this, um, had been consulted uh, over the past couple of months and have been providing with a number of other community partners, uh, people with lived experience, survivors, uh, those from the Indigenous community, uh, input and thoughts on what should be included. So we we were uh, aware that it was in the works uh, and are absolutely delighted that uh, that it came today to the announcement of uh, of the rest of the province. How is it going to work? As I said, I mean, you know, implement all those words. One can get a, a little bit discouraged and say, is this going to be something that's a bit superficial? We know that trafficking is a big problem. It is in the province of Ontario. What elements that do you know of being part of the discussion that are going to make this work? Well, I think out of the gate, I'll say that we, that it is, that it. We have a right to be cautious about some things, that some things can get bogged down in procedures and protocols. But the people who are at the table from York Region have already showed us, the York Region uh, School Board have already showed us that it can be implemented. So they are the first in the province to have a, uh, a living document, to have it being implemented in their community. So we know that it can work. And they provided their insight and their experience to this larger um, this larger piece. I'm hopeful, and a lot of the things that were brought to the consultations were uh, were, the, were the fact that you need, you need to raise the awareness, that you need to have training, um, that there has to be accountability, that there have to be community partners, um, that families and the communities need to be involved in, the, in, in all of the processes. It's a very well-organized, well-structured, well-thought-out plan that will need to run to see where uh, enhancements and adjustments need to be made. But I think that as a, as a starting point, as a structure, it's really quite sound. Julie, how does it work in the schools? Because, you know, when this was announced, the images of young girls who may not know all this awareness and this education, you know, the schools are, are really hunting grounds for a lot of sex trafficking so getting right into the schools and getting into adolescents' minds, how is that going to help? Because what happens in the schools? What do you know? Well, I, th- I think that, that we're at the stage now as, as a society that we know that if we talk about suicide, it doesn't cause people to kill themselves. Mm-hmm. We know that if we talk about drinking and driving, it doesn't cause people to, you know, the metaphor goes on. So in, in the basic foundation of this is the raising of awareness, 
the talking about it, creating a vocabulary and a lexicon for these young people, male and female, non-binary identified, any young person who is within the school system, where as you well note, they can be, um, you know, fish in a barrel, um, that people pray uh, where young people congregate in schools, as we know, is where people congregate. So it's about raising awareness so that these young people know what is a possibility and a potential, that their teachers, that the administrators, that their families and the communities know that this is a real thing. And that, in essence, is the crux of all of the work that Ontario is doing, whether it's the Ministry of Education or Ministry of Community and Social Services, Women's, uh, women's Ministry, is that this is a fact that this is happening. Um, and that's why this is such a big deal, is it's the integration and understanding that this is happening. And the thing that is right in our backyards. It is. And, you know, it's been really hard to tackle. You know, we talk, you talked about suicide. Then you've got opioid crisis, drug crisis, all those things. And this is kind of the same. It happens in a, many ways in the underbelly of, of our cities. And... You know, bringing it out and talking about it, you know, they say sunlight is the best disinfectant. Is that how you think this working or will there be places for people to go? Well, well, both. I think that it, bringing it into the clear light of day, acknowledging it. Um, and as you, you know, as you say, the underbelly, it's not. It's in the houses next to you. It's in the, like we're talking about the fact that it's happening in schools. We've worked with young people who would go to math class go across the street to an apartment building that was set up by their trafficker, work for a couple of hours and make it back by geography class. So that's not really, I mean, underbelly, that it's happening in, in plain sight. And it's that we need to change our understanding of what's happening. When we have a young person recently out in, in you know, in Durham region, there was a, a young woman who's gone missing. There are all these young women who go missing. And for those of us, unfortunately, who are in the business, we tend to think that we know where they've gone. So again, it's, it's, it's in front of us um, so that we can label it and name it um, so that the young people, when they're online, when they're met by someone in their classroom or at a hotel party or at a school party or at the mall or the library um, on Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat or all the Tumblr, these places where they meet, that when someone approaches them either in a business endeavor an offer to make some really good money, or as a boyfriend, a romantic partner, an, a, a friend, that they have their feelers up to be able to say, this could happen. This is not some, you know, movie starring Liam Neeson, that this is really happening, and so that their antenna's up, um, so they can then make an informed decision about what their choices are. Do they let their mother know that they're going to this party with this friend? Do they make a decision not to go to a party with someone they don't know? When their partner and or boyfriend, girlfriend asks them to do something that doesn't feel quite right, then they're checking their stomachs. They're checking that gut check and saying, I'm going to second guess this. I'm going to talk with somebody about this who's not going to approach it with shame, who's not going to approach it with judgment, who's going to know exactly what's happening because they too have been um, spoken to and have that understanding that this is a real thing. And that's a lot of what we've learned in in our work at Covenant House is that Mm -hmm. people, the young women at the front ends of their experience of being exploited were embarrassed, were shamed uh, not to come forward. 
and, and talk to people about what was happening to them, that they didn't know people would believe them. Um, so again, in that, you know, educating all of us that this is a possibility, you know, it, it, it helps prevent, it helps address those who are becoming entrenched, entrenched. And even as part of this longer strategy within the province is trying to find ways for those to, to exit, provide resources and opportunities. Um, so that if there are opportunities and decisions to exit sexual exploitation, then they have those those opportunities to do so. Final question. It must feel uh, very rewarding to see this happen, working at Covenant House and then seeing this move into the school system and this announcement today. Does it feel like a major step has been taken? It, it absolutely does. We've been at this work since 2013. And so we are absolutely enlivened by all these different steps and all these different releases of money and strategies at this level, because we know that this is a many-armed octopus, that it's not going to be just a looking at this sector, that sector, that it has to be a coordinated effort. And so beginning within the education sector is a, is a, is a major win. Well, thank you for your analysis tonight. We appreciate it. And it uh, sounds like a long time coming, but very, very good news. Thank you. Thank you for having me again. I really appreciate it. It was great. Julie Neubauer is a manager of anti-human trafficking services and works at Covenant House as we get reaction to that other announcement by the education minister today about a a plan that's going to be inside the schools to try to combat sex trafficking. And that has to begin by the beginning of next year. So there we have the new world we're going to live in, kids going back to school, this effort to get them vaccinated, and also to start this human trafficking program. For Alex Pearson, I'm Arlene Bynum. This is Global News Radio.